0: Welcome to LaGrave CRC's sermon podcast. Reverend Peter Yonker is leading our Thanksgiving Day service. The title of his sermon is The Heart of Thanksgiving.
1: Congregation of Jesus Christ, the psalmist tells us that our God is a God who lifts up those who are bowed down and fills the hungry with good things. And he greets us saying grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father, from Christ the Son, through the mighty and powerful work of the Holy Spirit. Happy Thanksgiving everyone, it is so good to see you all here and have a full church on a Thanksgiving morning. Uh, I love Thanksgiving, it's so great to see families reunited, faces we haven't seen for a long time. Um, There are more smiles than average when you stand in this place on Sunday morning, I can promise you that. We are here to give thanks to our God for all his good things, Um, and to think about uh, the year past, and, and all the things for which we have to be thankful. And we do this cognizant of the fact that for many of us, last, maybe the last year was not so easy. Uh, there's been loss. There have been difficulties. And for some of us, that loss and that difficulty is right now. We're dealing with it right now. But scripture calls us, and even in the midst of our difficulties, we turn our eyes to our God We look around us, and we recognize that our lives are full of grace and full of goodness. And today, we think on those things, and we look to those things. Let's start to do that with Ruby and Megan as they read to us these calls to thanksgiving from Scripture.
0: Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God, is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Psalm 100. Rejoice
2: in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice.
1: Our Bible reading this morning for my meditation is Psalm 147, a psalm of praise and thanksgiving. Listen, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel, heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars, calls each of them by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Extol the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the gifts of finest wheat. He sends his command to the earth, and his word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool, scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them. He stirs up the breezes, and the waters flow. He has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws, and his decrees to Israel. He's done this for no other nation, They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. So, this is Thanksgiving, um, and I am charged with preaching to you on Thanksgiving, which means, like all preachers in the United States right now who are celebrating this day by preaching, uh, I feel the obligation, the duty, the responsibility to somehow call you to thanksgiving, to elicit gratitude from you, to prompt you towards thanksgiving. That is what I am here to do. Um, And that is good that I should do this. This is very biblical, right? As we just heard, and as you know, as the girls read a moment ago, scripture is full of calls for us to be thankful. You hear that call throughout the Psalms, If you go to the Old Testament law, there are rituals, there are thank offerings calling us to thanksgiving. And of course, Paul famously says, give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances, because this is his will for you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So this this call to thanksgiving is very biblical, and and here I am trying to give it. And I'm not trying to make excuses, but I, I wanna share with you that this is a complicated task. This is not easy to to call people, to to just simply to say to people, be thankful, does not always elicit the results that you are looking for. Preachers know this, and so do parents. (laughs) At the family gathering, um, where you've traded names and everyone's gonna give gifts to each other, this is the extended family gathering. Um, Aunt Edna has drawn the name of your 10-year-old son. And Aunt Edna has chosen to give your son brown socks for Christmas. And when he opens the gift, you sense that there's not a strong level of enthusiasm for this gift. And so what do you do? You try to prompt him. You try to elicit gratitude. You say, what do you say, son? And he says, thank you. (laughs) But nobody is fooled, right? Aunt Edna's not fooled. You're not fooled. You know that that thank you, while... Good does not reflect an overflowing heart. If you have to ask for thanksgiving, you don't usually get high quality thanksgiving. This is a rule of life. And the funny thing about that is sometimes we get the high quality thanksgiving without even asking for it. It comes unprompted um, for adults as well as children. My wife is a kindergarten teacher. When she teaches her kids, she certainly, many times, has to prompt them to Thanksgiving and ask them to be thankful and say thank you. But sometimes, at the end of the day, she'll do some simple activity, maybe an outdoor science project, where they run around and collect things on the playground. And as the day ends, they will say to her, Mrs. Yonker, that was the best day ever. They will overflow with Thanksgiving. So you have this perfunctory Thanksgiving that comes out of us, and sometimes you have this overflowing Thanksgiving. How how do we get the second kind and not the first kind? How do we prompt ourselves and each other to that second kind of overflowing Thanksgiving? Garrison Keillor tells a story, a fun story, which I think gets at the difference between these two kinds of Thanksgiving and also will help lead us towards what I think the Bible tells us is the way to distinguish these two kinds of Thanksgiving. It's a story about two uncles in Lake Wobegon, um, Brother Johnson and Brother Miller. And Brother Johnson and jo- Brother Miller have not spoken to each other in years, and, and their dispute came about because of some theological difference. And the nuances of this difference have long been forgotten, but the grievance has not. And so the brothers have not, have not, have not come together, have not talked to each other in years and years. Well, Brother Al, their third brother, decides he wants to to rectify this. And and so he invites Brother Miller and Brother Johnson to his house for Thanksgiving. And so they all come and sit in the house before dinner and so far everything's going well, everyone's being civil with each other. There's been no fights. But Brother Al knows there's a potential minefield coming up and that is who is going to open with prayer? Who's gonna offer the prayer of Thanksgiving? Because there's being a theological difference Brother Al knows that each of the brothers will want to open with prayer to, to prove that they are more fervent in their devotion. So Brother Al thinks about how is he going to negotiate this, and he hits on a plan. Before dinner, they all sit down, and he says, "Let us give thanks to the Lord for this food by offering a prayer of silence together." <laughs> so they all bow their heads and they begin to pray, and some time passes. And some more time passes, still more time passes, the clock on the wall ticks heavily, a cat walks into the room and meows and leaves, a child at the end of the table starts to giggle and is stifled by a parent, and everybody is lifting up their heads to see what's going on, but Brother Miller and Brother Johnson are still down in prayer and are not coming up. At one point, Brother Miller sneaks a look and sees that Brother Johnson's head is still down, and he quickly crashes down and keeps praying. And then Brother Johnson sneaks a peek and sees that Brother Miller is still down, and he too goes back down into a devotional position. By now, everybody's up and looking at each other, wondering if this was ever going to end. Nobody wants to admit a weakness of faith by ending their prayer. Uncle Al says, Amen, hoping this will end the deadlock. It does not. They stay down. How will this mighty conflict be resolved? Well, finally, sensible Aunt Flo gets up from the table, goes to the kitchen, and brings in the food for the day. The turkey, the cranberry, the pumpkin pie, and the smells of this wonderful food get into the nostrils of the two disputing men, and they are broken. They are cut to the heart by the smell of the turkey and the cranberry sauce, and they lift up their heads, and with tears of thanksgiving, they receive the meal, and all the dispute between them is broken, and they live happily ever after. Now, it is a fun and fanciful story, but in its own silly way, it gets at the heart of the difference between perfunctory Thanksgiving and real Thanksgiving. When those two brothers were focused, on the act of thanksgiving, the duty of thanksgiving, the performance of thanksgiving, then um, there was no heart in it. In fact, it was the opposite thing that was cultivated. It became a competition, and probably pride was at the center of their heart as they did their prayers. But when the smell of the turkey came in and they saw the food, and they stopped thinking about the the duty of thanksgiving and instead started thinking about the object of their thanksgiving, the good thing that the Lord was presenting to their senses. Then real thanksgiving began to overflow in their hearts. If you want to be thankful, truly thankful, don't think about the obligation to be thankful, don't measure your feelings, pay deep spiritual attention to all the many good things that God has placed in your life. This is how the Psalms do it. That's how it worked in the psalm I just read, Psalm 147. That psalm called us to praise, called us to thanksgiving, but it didn't stay there. What did it do? It started to list all the things, the good and beautiful things, the objects of our thanksgiving, the good things God has put in our life. The way he gathers the exiles and binds up their wounds. The way he covers the sky with clouds. The way he sends down rain to water the earth and make it fruitful the green grass that grows on a hundred hills, the snow that he scatters like wool, the peace that he gives to the city, and the gift of finest wheat that he places on the table. All these good things are named by the psalmist, and as we contemplate them, our hearts are moved to thankfulness for these good things, upwards to be thankful to the one who gave them our Lord and God. And as Christians, we don't just give thanks to the God who gave us these things. We give thanks to the God who also gave us his Son, whose death and resurrection make sure that our sin and our misery and our foolishness cannot finally destroy all these good gifts, cannot destroy this earth, cannot destroy each other, but he will redeem them all and hold them and make them new. And all this goodness will not be lost It will be forever. So today, rather than call you directly to be thankful and feel gratitude, I call you to spend some time, and I don't know when you're going to do it, but sometime today, spend some time in deep spiritual attention to the good things God is presenting to your senses at every moment. Pay attention to the good things that are coming to you all the time through all five of your senses. As you sit down at your dinner, don't just dive in. Take some time to savor the smell of the good things at your table. As you walk out of this church after this service, feel what cold air on your cheek feels like, and then take a deep breath. Feel what it feels like to have air come in and out of your lungs. It is the feeling of being alive, and it is a gift, and it is good. During dinner, be quiet at the dinner table for a moment and just listen to the chatter of everyone else and the laughter and realize what a good sound that is. Savor the taste of the good things you get. Don't just horse down your pumpkin pie and your ice cream. Let them sit in your mouth a minute and taste how good that stuff is. And finally, look around you and see the people who are at your table and recognize them for the gift they are and know that you don't know if you will have that gift again next year. Pay attention. Let it soak in. Let it fill you. And let your mind flow from these good things and these good gifts up to the giver, the God who gives us all good things the God who has preserved all goodness in Jesus Christ, the God who will make all things new. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's sing. in your bullet into our thanksgiving prayer our thanksgiving prayer will be a litany prayer you'll have time to respond and and ruby and megan and i will lead you through these requests these recognitions of all the good things that god has put into our life let's join our hearts together in prayer shall we pray this is a day to thank god for all His many blessings in our lives and so with gratitude we now say We thank you, O Lord,
0: for the supported love of family, for brothers and sisters, for parents and children, and the easy company of people who know us best.
1: We thank you, Lord,
0: for the gift of friends who
2: share our lives, who laugh with us, and love us enough to tell us the truth.
1: We thank you, Lord, for joys, successes, achievements, and accomplishments, for gifts you've given, that allow us to bless others, we thank you, Lord.
0: For health and safety, for the gift of our bodies so fearfully and wonderfully made, for the gift of hard and meaningful work,
1: we thank you, O oh Lord.
2: For the way you enlarge our souls through struggles, sorrows, trials, we thank you,
1: We thank you, O oh Lord. For tenderness and understanding, for patience and compassion. We thank you, O oh Lord.
0: For healthcare workers and social workers, for good teachers and faithful business leaders, for administrators and secretaries and people who take care of the details that make our society run. We thank you,
1: O oh Lord.
0: For our homes, for food, warmth, and
2: shelter, for tables overflowing with good food and drink, for sweetness of desserts, the comfort of coffee, and the tang of fruit.
1: We thank you, O Lord, for the joy of your creatures, for the intricacy of the butterfly, the majesty of the blue whale, and the good company of family pets. We thank you, O Lord,
0: for our nation, for freedom and peace, for leaders and public servants, for soldiers and firefighters, for police officers and public servants who work for justice and stability.
1: We thank you, O Lord,
0: for the ability to say, I'm sorry, for the grace
2: of repentance, for the forgiveness of others, for the generosity of others.
1: We thank you, O Lord, for good advice, for the trust others put in us, and for the opportunity to serve our neighbor. We thank you, O Lord,
0: for mentors and teachers, for those whose kindness and patience have sustained us during our hardest times.
1: We thank you, O Lord,
0: for the wonders of creation, for the
2: beauty of the winter snow and a summer sunset.
1: We thank you, O Lord, for the gift of music, for the way sound, rhythm, and melody open our hearts to joy and sorrow and hope. We thank you, O Lord,
0: for the gift of leisure, for picnics and parades, for baseball games and backyard barbecues, for pickleball and board games.
1: We thank you, O Lord,
0: for the gift of art, for sculpture
2: and painting, for dance and theater, for poetry and prose, for the joy of creativity.
1: We thank you, O Lord, for our Church, Lord, this family of love and support which you have created through the blood of your Son, for the way your Spirit uses all our gifts to hold us together and to bring you glory. We thank you, O Lord,
0: for the gift of faith In the sustaining presence of your Holy Spirit for the way you hold on to us when we can't hold on to you.
1: We thank you, O Lord,
0: for the gift
2: of Jesus Christ, our Lord, for his temporary life, for his saving death, for his glorious resurrection that destroyed the power of death and gave us everlasting hope.
1: We thank you, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, And will be forever. Amen. Thank you for watching LeGrave CRC's Sermon Podcast.